You're listening to The Sacristy, a podcast where we seek to learn, discuss, and exalt in the faith delivered once for all to the saints as it has been handed down in the Anglican tradition. I'm Father Matthew Ainsley, Vicar of All Souls Episcopal Church in Horizon West, Florida, and I'm joined by my doubly caffeinated co-host, Father David Bumstead, the rector of Emmanuel Episcopal Church in the Audubon Park neighborhood of Orlando, Florida. We're real priests with real jobs and real churches, and we'd love for you to join us if you're ever in town or you can watch us online. There you go. Do that, I guess. And the reason I said that my co-host was doubly caffeinated is because he has in front of him coffee and Diet Coke. Yeah, He is double fisting it. Yeah, I just... I'm not really sure how caffeinated that really is. I don't. Do you actually feel the caffeine of a Diet Coke? If you drink enough, like a double gulp. Like I feel like the maybe it's the placebo, but I feel like a cup of coffee does make a difference in my awakeness level. Sure. I wouldn't say the same for Diet Coke. It just is delicious. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me because my tolerance is so high. Yeah, your bloodstream is Red Bull. Yeah, and I was Googling like lethal amounts of caffeine, <laughs> and I realized that I pretty much daily consume a lethal amount of ca- caffeine. I think it's lethal if you have it all at once, but over the course of a day, if you add it up. That's shocking. I don't remember what the milligrams were, but I was right there. I remember in college, I was really interested in the lethal dose of toothpaste. <laughs> because of the fluoride? No, because of the toothpaste. The thing about dying from toothpaste is, is, well, it's not funny, but it's it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm, you know, you can die from water if you drink too much water. That's true. It happens, um, not often, but it happens regularly um, in marathons because people overhydrate and so their salt, oh. their salt levels plummet. So you don't want to overhydrate. That's good to know. Anyway, welcome to the sacristy, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, this is what, what, what we're meeting here today for is uh, we're, we're kind of thinking of it like a season preview. Uh, it's been a little bit since our announcement of a season two. What can we say? It's back in July. It's back in July. It's been a little bit. Uh, but Father Matt found some interesting details about our listeners' habits regarding our, our shows over the past little while. Father Matt? Yeah, it's like the age-old discussion <laughs> of once an artist creates a piece of art, <laughs> who owns it? Who owns it, yeah. Is it the artist himself or the viewer? It takes on a life of its own. Okay, I was going to say, I don't really see how that's germane, but yeah, it does take a What I'm saying is, we haven't been producing new content, but the the sacristy has still existed out there, and people have been listening to it. Yeah, quite uh, a bit. And it's interesting what they've been listening to. Yeah. So I just want to look in our our little SoundCloud uh, data stream here, and what episodes have been most... Popular. Yeah, what do the analytics say? Well, by far the most popular episode has been episode six, which yeah, is on with, the beatific uh, right. vision with Dr. Hans Borsma. Well, that's good. I mean, he, that was an and that makes episode. sense. Yeah, I mean, he's he crushed it. 
It was notable. It was pretty funny. Scholar, somebody who people ought to be listening to and reading across the world, certainly within Anglicanism and sure. Yeah, so that's that's been crushing it. Yeah, that's exciting. And that episode's coming up on like a year old. A year old, yeah, that nuts. I think he helped us out. He put it on his website. Yeah. Maybe told his students, give this a listen, which is high praise, even I, though it's really more about him. Yeah. And the well, he brought up than us. He, he's, he's, but we were great yeah, too. Well, he's, he's, he's an incredible scholar. And name that Hans is probably a high point of, uh, of podcasting in general. Maybe. No, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's an achievement. Truly. Now, we've had many other uh, great episodes, but I am shocked at what's, <laughs> I, I would say in a, in a close second, only a few hundred listens behind uh, Borsma, and it is the episode entitled Candlemas and Taco Bell, Yeah, which was basically us shooting from the hip, if I remember. Pretty much, yeah. I don't re- I don't remember exactly what we were talking about with Taco Bell. It is a fairly regular part of our conversation. Yeah. I had Taco Bell for lunch on Sunday. Yeah. Um suffered for it. But that's, um so that's in second place and third place is almost a thousand listens <laughs> behind. Like a distant third. <laughs> so what does that say about us? What does that say about the listeners? What did they want? What if we had a focus group what would they? What would that focus group tell us? Talk about Taco Bell. Have more scholars. What, what do we do with that data, Father Matt? It just says we have to live in two very different worlds. We either have to have a world class scholar yeah. on, or we have to talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and. A show about nothing is one of the biggest sitcoms of sure. all time. Yeah. So there's something to be said about nothing. Hmm. Mm. Deep. So I don't deep. I think that's deep. But <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that, that, that's exciting. Um, I guess, you know. Uh, yeah. So we're going to, we're not going to shoot for the stars. We're going to shoot for the, <laughs> the magma. We're going to try to get. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to try as little as possible because that's what the people want no they they want us to talk about taco bell i i don't mind talking about taco bell yeah especially because taco bell has done some things recently that upset me personally so we'll get into that i think another another episode you can't give us just a little bit that's just they've just done some some menu things that i think are, are 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 Attacking me personally, like mystifying things, like you can't understand why they. No, you can always under you can always understand their menu. It's very it's always scrutable. It's always very clear what's happening. Okay. Um. Say that some things have been excised from their menu. That it's it's just okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to play my hand too early so that we lose out on what is probably great content. All right, okay, okay. You know. All right, so... So what do we got coming up, Father Matt? We've got some stuff that we've planned. Uh, We've got some guests lined up we're pretty excited about over the next little while. 
Yeah. Just got to work out schedules and everything. We want to go through this? Yeah, let's go through it, man. In no particular order. No, right. We want to do an episode on online church, the whole phenomenon that's arisen due to COVID-19 and and not being able to meet uh, at least for March, April, most of May in Mm -hmm. in person. And many, many Christians still... um, not only here in the states, but in in, in, the, in the world, are, are still unable to meet in person. So, want to be able to talk about what online church means for us and for folks around the world. I guess the promise and the peril. Oh wow, that's nice. Is it? So, I'm look looking forward looking forward to that, and hopefully, uh, doing some teaching there. On, yeah, on the importance of. The church gathered and the sacramental life and you know wisdom going forward all, all those sorts of things yeah another episode which i have nothing to do with and will probably have nothing to contribute i don't think on, so on monastic brewing yeah we have a uh, um over over the pandemic but um certainly been friends with uh with brent hernandez who's a local brewer around the corner from us here at uh, emmanuel but certainly I would say that the, the pandemic has brought our friendship closer. And, um, and uh, he offered actually today, the day, the, as, uh, as was uh, walking by, um, what are you up to today? I'm going to be recording with Father Matt. Oh, uh, let me do an episode with you guys. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, he's actually taught my, uh, my parish about in the monastic brewing um, culture. Uh, before and he's a he's a very knowledgeable guest a very um excited brewer so in, he like you know lives and and he's lives and breathes this stuff and um i think there's a lot we can actually take from uh the process of brewing and the monks that that have done that um for ages now uh that will be able to pull out some real great spiritual um um what's the word i'm looking for um, insight insight that's the word thank you yeah and, it, and it's just interesting a lot of, especially in the states maybe more so now but people might be surprised to learn of the intersection of the church and beer given mm-hmm. prohibition and teetotalism and all those sorts Absolutely. of things and so that'd be a good like history channel kind of episode <laughs> it'll be fun I promise <laughs> All right. Also, we're going to do an episode on stuff we love. Yeah, just like you know, kind of like we did books we love. We're going to talk yeah. about just different things we're excited about. It's a. It's been a time of of kind of uh, deprivation. You know, I think uh, anxiety over the past few months for for most of us, I would say. And um, you know, I think it would be really good just to talk about stuff that's, that makes us makes us happy. You know, so. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Yeah. I'll down a 20-ounce Red Bull three <laughs> seconds before we is, go in there. Is that going to be one of your things? Uh, I bought a lot of Red Bull the during this uh, thing. I one mean, of, I bought a lot before. You did. One of the things that's actually... One of, one of the things I look forward to in the before time when we recorded was that like, we would go get lunch... And then we'd come back here to record, and then in it, we would go go get beverages, and you would get like a like a bunch of Red Bull. 
It helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I need to wean off of it. I kind of scared Becca a little bit, I'll be honest. You know, I think I'm trying to hold on to it <laughs> because I'm getting to the age where I, I need to quit or I need to draw back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, what, it's a young man's game. You know, it doesn't taste good, right? No, it tastes amazing. No, it, it really doesn't. The sugar-free. I only drink the sugar-free. It makes it taste worse. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I love it. Maybe you, it's an you, acquired taste. You've zapped your... It's like sparkling water. At first, it's like, man, this is gross. But then once you get used to it, it's like, man, this is great. I don't... I think it was always great. Oh, man. You zapped your taste buds with Red Bull, man. I'm going there. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so stuff we love. Then we're going to do an episode, uh, Heresies, because there's so many to go around. We, we did a, we've done some episodes yeah. on that. We did the councils with uh, Ken and Justin Holcomb back in last September. Which was stellar. Was super fun, yeah. Um, and uh, we, we did, did our favorite heresies. Our favorite heresies. So we have more. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, and they're a lot of fun. So thank you. Uh, to all those out there abandoning the faith delivered ones for the saints. It, it, it gives us lots of material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, a, sort of a Joseph moment. What you intended for evil, God has used for good. There you go. So we'll be able to redeem it to... Uh, Our podcast. Well, no, also to, to, to bolster oh, right. the crucified and risen Jesus and his, his true person and work and yeah. what he has made us. And through himself, it's yeah. a very, it's a very. I, I tried to save. Yeah, my off-color comment. It wasn't off-color. It was all right. Just... Then, then we're gonna do. I think it's gonna be the next one we're gonna do. Mm. We're gonna do one on priestcraft. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we know lots of folks who are um, who are priests. Obviously, we're priests, so we know more priests. But we also know folks who are, um, you know, in formation. For the priesthood and we also know plenty of folks who are like well what does it mean to even be a priest and i think what was really important for me in my formation and certainly in the early part of my ministry was um getting trained on just some of the things that are unique to the priesthood um whether that's the altar service whether that's um the way that the sacerdotal ministry is active in pastoral ministry yeah um, I think there's a there's a, some unique aspects of our ministry um, that don't necessarily it's not, they're not like um, in competition with non ordained ministry or whatever but it is they are unique aspects of what it means to be a priest and I think there's plenty of people who might not realize how much there is to that as far as a craft sure. uh, and certainly uh, folks who might just be kind of curious about what that's some of that stuff looks like and. Uh, we're looking forward to having a good friend of ours, uh, Father Steve Rice, St. Timothy's up in North Carolina, uh, who is, I think, an excellent priest and an excellent, uh, just a resource for how to be a priest. You know, the, the, um, the, the sort of like kind of work ethic you always want to see, the kind of expertise you always want to see. So looking forward to that very much. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be great. Uh, especially for those who perhaps who are in the process and you know how, how does one uh, learn to s- celebrate the mass and right it, or maybe it's better to say continue to learn because mm-hmm. for me especially coming from the world I came from it, it's a continual process of okay absolutely 
How do I do this? When I think of priestcraft, the first word that always comes to mind for me is Holy Week. Um, Because you're really, your skills, the things you've learned, the things that are important to you as a priest, the Really, which really come out of your place as a Christian. Um, I mean, like you're you're really gunning for that which honors God and that which serves your people, um, and it's certainly like tiring, of course. But like Holy Week is that time where you get to pull out all of the really cool things that you know how to do. Um, so, yeah, Holy Week is awesome. Yeah, Holy Week is awesome. It was kind of a bummer this past this past one, except for when it was kind of awesome. Like when Father Matt joined me for my Easter service. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Hmm. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's one. the last uh, seven months seem like an eternity, but at the same time, it seems like instantaneous. It does. It's weird. At least for me. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like a wormhole. A book wormhole? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then we're going to do an episode on... Temple theology, yeah. the theology of the dwelling place of God. You know, what is a temple? Where do we see that in Scripture? Why does it matter? Right. Um, heaven and earth, all those sorts of things, and that's something I've been really excited about, probably for the last uh, fifteen years. Yeah, uh, my excitement of it has grown in your enthusiasm from it, and. Um, plug for another podcast another group of, of content providers the bible project they they've done a lot of excellent excellent work there and it'll be neat to kind of interact with some of that from a from a more or less sacramental worldview um so i'm excited i'm excited about that that uh, your your <laughs> your awareness of a lot of that stuff is much more learned than mine so it'll be it'll be really good that's very kind of you. Well, I'm like. just saying, like, I, like you know your stuff. You know that stuff from a more or less you've, you've reasoned and, and researched um, about it. Whereas my my time with it is much more like, oh, that's cool. And Father Matt knows a lot about that, so I'll enjoy that. <laughs> and then finally, we're going to do, as we get close to Advent and, of course, Christmas, an episode on the infancy narratives yeah, um, looking at the infancy narratives in the Gospels, um, we've actually got a great guest lined up, uh, like literally within minutes of recording this. So, <laughs> Yeah, Garwood Anderson mm-hmm. uh, at Neshota House Theological Seminary, Yeah, which we've both been to. We're both son, son, <laughs> sons of the house. Sons yeah. of the house, uh, Father David more so than myself. He, son is a son. Because he did a residency up there. I, I, did, I did the distance program, my Anglican studies. I I could get Anglicanized. Nobody's, was... nobody's looking for qualification, man. You ain't got to do it. <laughs> Father David's kind of a big deal up there. Not at all. What at all? One uh, at all. You know, in the refectory. If no. I just invoke his name, I get to they, go to the front of the line. I, I get think... filet mignon, baked potato. They don't remember me. No, they do. They don't. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Only Doctor <laughs> Borzma remembers us, and Doctor Buchan, of course, Father Buchan. Yes. Oh man, so that's what we got coming up. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited about these episodes. Um, I think all of them touch on um, things that we are excited about, um, especially beer. Huh. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's more just because we're. Um, it, it's exciting to talk with somebody in the community. Sure. 
who, uh, who has really developed a craft, and I think that'll be an exciting uh, dimension for us. But I think I'm really excited about our, our guests this, uh, this season so far. So, yeah, we need some guests. Yeah, We've been hogging the mic. What? <laughs> Actually, we haven't because we haven't recorded. <laughs> I was gonna say, how can we hog the mic? This is literally the first time we've been on it in months. All right, so today is the feast of Saint Michael and all angels as we record. Yeah. So, Father Dave, you want to talk a little bit about that? Then we'll get into uh, the ordinary time proper's for for this coming Sunday. What is it? The eighteenth Sunday after Pentecost, or the nineteenth? Yeah. I think it's okay. the 18th. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out before we talk about it. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, this is a, the, the Tuesday, the, the 29th of September, as we record. And um, it is the Feast of St. Michael and Angels. It's one of my favorites. I, um, at our parish, uh, because I'm the rector, we tend to, uh, to transfer it so that we can celebrate it together on a Sunday. Um, you know, angels are fun to preach. Uh and this being the Sermon First Pass kind of uh, piece of our podcast. Um, you know, angels are fun to preach because there's so many different ways you can attack it. I think last year we were talking about, you know, the precious moments, dolls and stuff like that. And um, You know, you, you can talk about the, um, the weird way that pop culture like coalesced around angels or continues to coalesce around angels because I feel like every few years there's a new kind of whack at it you know whether that's you know back when when father matt and i were kids what did we have like touched by an angel and um we mentioned it last year oh oh what is it the nick cage movie what was that called city of angels yes yeah yeah uh oh and we did the song remember last year yeah yeah that was great <laughs> Which, uh, I, I loved that movie when it came out i remember being bored i just really liked meg ryan meg ryan's meg ryan was a good actress yeah. Nick Cage is a great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's always that to bring up. But, you know, I, I, I always, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately is that, um, you know, we, we've kind of referenced this a couple times since um, we started this recording even, but angels are one of those things that is part of God's good order. And... We are at a time, I think, in our history um, where people are not as aware of God's good order. Sure. Right? That the goodness is something that, that can pass us by right now because of the virus or whatever. Whatever assails us. I mean, there's so many things. So what I want to pull out of, um, you know, St. Michael and, and All Angels, the feast, and to think about the archangels the angels and that i want to talk about how this is a way in which god is shown to be good uh, and powerful right because like what why like why have angels right you know like i i feel like they're kind of like i don't know matt um i'll try this on you and maybe this doesn't make it in but what do you think what was you remember the last dance yes of course. yeah so oh, the yeah. last dance uh, for for our listeners who aren't uh as into basketball as Father Matt or me, basketball documentaries because I can't pay attention to sports when they're on. Um, another podcast, maybe. But um, so, the Last Dance was this great documentary series that was on ESPN and then was on Netflix, and it's yeah. fantastic. Did the greatest mention? documentary ever made. It's it is spellbinding. It's great. Yeah, even if you're not 
like the biggest Jordan fan, which, no. which I am. Yeah. But it was just incredible. It's an incredible piece. Did we mention this last time we talked? Maybe we did. Yeah. Whatever. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so there's a game where Jordan, like somebody doesn't like high five Jordan or or like, the, oh no, no. It was a game where somebody like kind of said, hey, Jordan like didn't show up that, that night. And then like Jordan like proceeds to just destroy him. Yeah. The next time. Now, like because he can't. Right, because he could. Now, it's not a great analogy for how God is, but I kind of see angels as like just because he can. He's so mighty, he's so powerful, like that he just has this army of billions of angels at his discretion because he can. See, see where where the where the analogy kind of doesn't really line up that well. It's good though, eh. and you know, God creates different beings ultimately or maybe not ultimately but in part for their benefit that yeah. they, they get to experience God and, and know him right and God God desires to work uh, through creatures of course God could do everything Whatever. yeah uh, immediately that is without mediaries right uh, but that'd be kind of boring for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that if that sort of tortured analogy makes yeah. it into the sermon I'll preach, but um, it just seems like, you know, well, why angel? Why not? Yeah. They're great. So anyway. All right. I'm going to have you solve an exegetical mystery that's not actually in the lessons for the feast. That sounds terrible. In uh, <laughs> the book of Jude. Okay. So there's only one chapter. So verse nine. Yeah. Says, but when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, <laughs> he did not presume to renounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, "The Lord rebuke you." And by the way, I didn't tell Father David I was going to do this. Cool, yeah. Disputing about the body of Moses. Isn't that a reference? Isn't that like many things in the Book of Jude? Isn't that a reference to Deuterocanonical books in the Old Testament? I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking you. I mean, maybe. Well, to know the context helps with exegesis. To solve the mystery. Right I have now. no clue. I had no idea, man. Do you? My first instinct is, oh man, this, this, is, this bolsters the value of the human body. This has all sorts of interesting implications uh, for burial, the dignity of the human body post-mortem, saints, relics, all the, like, it's, it's, it's very consistent with the teaching of the church, which you would expect the Holy Scriptures, which the church canonized herself. See what he did there, listener. You see what he did there? He was be like, consistent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss out an exegetical question out of nowhere, <laughs> and then I'm going to sound so smart because I'm so smart. <laughs> No, but that is, no, but that's awesome. Yeah, I would love sure. to know more about yeah. this dispute and, and the why. I think the general answer, perhaps, is it, it shows that bodies, especially the bodies of the holy ones, yeah, have you know worth and matter. Whereas we can just well, we can dispose of corpses in a way that maybe not intentionally, but does implicitly communicate that. Yeah, we're, we're done with that. 
it also, um, you know, kind of coming coming back to angels and then sort of therefore about demons, but or at least Satan is the sense where um, God has this court, right? Uh, and, and and the scriptures kind of paint that picture of of this court of the heavens. And so, you know, like Job, like we were just talking about Job this afternoon before we recorded. Um, you know, the what's the first scene in the book of Job is it's, it's really um, painted as this not court like courtroom like like um, jurisprudence, but court like, um, like, royal, like, court. like a royal court. Yeah. Where, you know, the Satan comes to you know tell god what's up and i think we actually see you know here in jude which is you know has has some strange cosmological aspects of it we see saint michael who is oftentimes seen as um you know uh, especially in some jewish literature uh between the testaments as being the kind of like righteous arm of god's jurisprudence so you know of course saint michael would dispute some aspect of of legality you know what to do with this body with the devil now what does that mean exegetically i don't know man but (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely fun to think about some of the particulars no that's great sweet and you you so uh i'm 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 gonna be transferring saint michael and all angels to the sunday that's coming up um october what is it fourth yes Yes. october fourth and then I'm going to be on, it is the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, uh, proper 22. And we are in track two. So that's Isaiah 5, 1 through 7, Psalm 80, 7 through 14. The epistle is Philippians 3, 4b through 14. And then the gospel is Matthew chapter 21, verses 33 through 46. And this is a true sermon first pass uh, for me, <laughs> but I'm gravitating towards uh, the epistle. How can you not? Philippians is so fun to preach. Yeah, it's it's the section where Paul's talking about his pedigree as a Jew. I mean, his, his ethnic pedigree that he's a Hebrew born of Hebrews, indicating, you know, both of his parents are, are Jews. He's from the tribe of uh, Benjamin. He was circumcised on the eighth day. So I'm not a convert. I did it exactly right. uh, when, when you're supposed to per the law. And then uh, I follow the law as a Pharisee. I'm a part of the, the strictest sect. So when it comes to how, how did Jews in the first century deal with the outside world and how, how did they get along? I, I was... In the strictest sect. We, we have to be holy so that Yahweh returns yeah. uh, to Zion. And then he goes, whatever I counted as gain, I've come to regard as loss because of Christ. I have this righteousness. In other words, I'm a, mem- I'm a member of God's covenant family, uh, not by keeping the law of Moses, but by faith in Christ. That is faithfulness and loyalty uh, to the Messiah and beautiful passage yeah hey you're gonna do that preacher thing where you talk about how um which says i regard them as rubbish you're gonna talk about that how that's probably not rubbish it's probably another term you can do that maybe you're, you're kind of changing the future right now what do you mean 
by you saying that, it might. Is that like incepting or is that like. I don't know. But yeah, expand on that. Oh, I, I, it's just one of those things where like, I, I always kind of see it pepper. I, I hear it. I've even done it where you pepper in that detail to kind of like highlight like that Paul is making a, a very strong case, like a very strong uh, statement about um, his loyalty, his, his identity, his ontology in Christ is, uh, is, is so much more than, you know, his identity, loyalty and ontology as a Pharisee, yeah. Benjamin, etc. And he uses, you know, it says, I regard them as rubbish, but, uh, Many times you'll hear a preacher say, "Well, it's actually more like excrement, or something like that," mm-hmm. you know, and which gets a laugh. Yeah, it does make the point. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I won't be taking a antinomian sort of approach to this <laughs> passage. Uh, well, I can't imagine the, you the law, taking an antinomial, an set, antinomian setting grace against the law, but more as anticipation fulfillment. Now, now that the Messiah yeah. has come, we're not gonna go backwards uh, eschatologically uh, speaking um, and then I, I'm really gravitating to you know when Paul says um, he says you know if somehow I may attain, attain the, the resurrection, resurrection from, from the, the dead, dead and then mm-hmm. he says not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Yeah. And then of course, forgetting what lies behind straining forward uh, to what lies ahead. It's really cool how um, this really helps us uh, work out some of the implications of, of what we saw in the in last week's lesson, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. For those of you who remember that part of the, of the mass. You know, I think a lot of times that seems like it just kind of rests there and just kind of like, oh, what does that even mean? But I think if you read back, um, especially this this particular text and read that back into it, you see much more clearly what Paul is talking about. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it has, of course, some implications for salvation mm-hmm. i mean the apostle paul himself the apostle of grace is to me clearly saying there there's some there's some work to be done mm-hmm. some some perseverance to ultimately attain to the resurrection from the dead the, the beatific vision and leaving behind of you know christ has inaugurated the age to come we're, we're in the last days and so paul doesn't want to go backwards yeah messiah um, is here he, he doesn't want to stay with the shadows and the types right he wants to press towards that and um that that to which they pointed yeah the prize of the heavenly call of god in christ jesus yeah yep. i don't know man that sounds like it's gonna be a good sermon yeah, and, and you know, N.T. Wright, uh, he, you know, I just finished a, a small group on his um, biography he did on Paul, which was wonderful. Did it through um, Udemy.com or Udemy. I don't know exactly how to say it. Um, your guess is as good as mine. And 
one of the things he hammers home is that Paul never stopped thinking of himself as a faithful Jew. Right. And that to acknowledge and confess and follow Christ is the way now that one lives as a faithful follower of Yahweh. Right. And it's through faithfulness and loyalty to Jesus, not by circumcision or keeping the law. It's, it's God's one family that's comprised of both Jew and Gentile and the badge of membership, if you will, the ongoing badge of membership is faith, faithfulness to Christ. And I would add to uh, his his law, which James calls the the law, law of liberty. Yeah. Or excuse me, law of liberty. Mm-hmm. So it's as you can see, it's it's not. I wouldn't even say half baked at this point. It's, it's, <laughs> you're throwing that. You're throwing. It's in the, the mixing bowl. Yeah, you got the flour going. Yeah, yeah. it's in the mixing bowl, and and kind of see where my study and your comments, and hopefully the Lord lead. I don't. I think you might want to ignore my comment about. Yes, so so you're saying to they make too much of that word rubbish. That that's yeah, I, I, I've, a, seen, a I've seen that as, inter- as a no. It's, I don't think it's a bad interpretation. I just feel like it's kind of like a, a, a shtick. Yeah, you know, like it's a maybe it's good. Maybe if it's been done, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get a comment that says like, "Well, I, I've heard that and it was fine, great." All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, well, dear listener, thank you for joining us. I hope that uh, our work together today has uh, encouraged you. I hope that uh, some of those um, shows that we've got uh, lined up sound Tune exciting. in. Yeah. Resubscribe. Resubscribe. Does anybody, like, I can't tell. Is anybody like, oh, they're not doing anything. I'm going to unsubscribe. It seems like an extra step. Like, why would you do that? I think we've done so little that they probably didn't notice. Yeah. So they wouldn't have taken the time to unsubscribe. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you'd have to do something to Yeah, you gotta like tick someone off. Yeah, like, oh man, the sacristy but I haven't put anything out in a while. Like I'll just unsubscribe. It seems like <laughs> Well, hey man, it's a little rude, but you know resubscribe. If that's you, uh sorry. Uh tell your friends. Shall we pray? <laughs> Please. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Everlasting God, you have ordained and constituted in a wonderful order the ministries of angels and mortals. Mercifully grant that as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may help and defend us here on earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you hopefully in a couple weeks with yeah. that first of seven episodes in this new season it'll be good cool all right thanks father matt thank you and thank you oh my gosh why <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>